This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three, Phenomenal Football Friday. Nick, Ken, and you here on the BetQL Network. One more hour with our friends on Stadium today, and then the final hour of the show, head on over to twitch.tv backslash BetQL if you would like to watch the final hour, which I would recommend, because in the final hour, in the power hour, we'll give you all our bets coming up for tonight in the NBA, the in-season tournament, the National Hockey League, and we'll give you all our bets and analysis Week 9 NFL Sunday with all the injury information as it hashtag crosses the wire. We will bring it to you here today on You Better, You Bet. But that's the final hour of the show. Uh, coming up this hour, in 20 minutes, our stadium teammate, our pal Brad Evans, stops by, giving us his favorite prop bets for Week 9 in the NFL. 40 minutes from now, the great Colin Wilson stops by from Big Bets on Campus and the Action Network to go through his entire college football card for the weekend. Love Brad, love when Colin stops by. So that's coming up later this hour. Uh, we're going to board the locomotive coming up in moments. And the same question I always ask you before we board the locomotive, uh, how big is the card this week? And uh, what's your confidence level as we get set to board the locomotive for week 10 in the great sport? Um, yeah, like same as, <clears throat> excuse me, same as most weeks confidence level wise. Just uh, like hasn't really been our year. We're like a couple under 500, like three under, four under. The parlay on Ohio State, Wisconsin was really helpful to, to offset a bunch of that last week. That was fun to watch that land uh, within the number and then go under the total too. And it's like just that that was, I think we said it on Monday, just like the classic game. Like if you didn't bet that game, you watched half of what someone who did bet it watched where like the final 12 minutes, which is like, all right, Ohio State's going to win. Like what's the margin going to be? Um, yeah, pretty confident. I think the card's a little smaller. Like it might be like nine or something like that. Uh, two bets in the same game. Uh, Sam gave out a bet that I also like, which we'll talk about. And I think Tyler likes too. Uh, a lot of the bigger games covered, which is fun. And uh, and then like, spoiler alert, like I'm, I think I'm going to bet Michigan in like every single game the rest of the season to like run up the score against everybody. That just, that feels like where we're going. <laughs> the, the revelations today, which are very like, like, is this account real or not gossipy type stuff that's like starting to get out there. So naturally Kanish, who we have on the show is sharing every single article that's written by like any blogger in a basement somewhere, just like even, but it's being retweeted now by like Dan Wetzel and like other reporters and stuff as like, just like what, what's going on the story today that like, again, the sources, the sources could be like, a, a you know a, a lamp with a face that i painted on it and asked it about michigan or something like it doesn't have to be real that apparently 
Ohio State is the one are the ones behind the private investigation that led to the evidence of Michigan sign stealing scandal. And they may have like broken laws in order to acquire that information, <laughs> like using like private investigator firms and all this stuff. Like there's a lot more details, which I don't have to go into. Just you read it, and you go, well, this is definitely a conspiracy theory and it's probably not real, but it's college football. So there's at least like a 1% chance that it's real because college football always has the most ridiculous stories and has the most ridiculous Ooh. stuff happening. So like, I don't think it's like there's a, I, right now there's no like weight to any of it, but the longer this thing goes, it's just consumed this season from like a title standpoint. And it'll, and it's going to end up consuming the discussion of the Heisman trophy too, almost for sure. Especially if Michigan goes undefeated, just like, I don't know where we're going next, but it seems like each day brings something ridiculous. Uh, I'll be playing on Michigan the whole way. It's going to be great. I just uh, perused Kanish's Twitter timeline, and it is very, he's Alex very Jones right now. Basically, he's, he's like Michigan he's, Alex Jones. Yeah. He's very funny. <laughs> like some of the tweets are very. I will not read them on the air, but they are very funny. So uh, let's say it comes out that Ohio State is behind it, and like Ohio State gets punished. I, is it? Is this like the greatest story in the history of sports? Like what? Yeah, it like is, is this, right? I, I, what I what I wonder is like ten like twenty Vince years McMahon from now. Man couldn't come up with this, right? Like ten twenty years from now, are we going to look back and be like, what, like as we learn everything, be like this? We're actually in the middle of like one of the great scandals. In terms, it's almost like a like a Watergate thing, almost in terms of like there were like break-ins to cover up the thing. Like it's just if Ohio State had anything to do with this, and I'm not saying they did, and all of these reports are completely unsubstantiated, but it's incredible fodder for conversation. Where like if they did, if they did it, um, just like completely ridiculous. I don't like if this has gotten to the point where every day when I wake up, like I don't know what we're gonna get. Like I, it's like and it, and it's it's always something. Every single day, there's a new, that doesn't even have to be true. There's just a new wrinkle that somehow like extends the conversation about this, like through the week to the weekend, like the game, like they're playing Purdue this weekend. It's like, does anybody even care anymore? Like everybody just wants to know more about this. Every Halloween, everybody was dressing up like Connor Stallions, got like the cameras and the stands and stuff. There's just always every day. I don't know what the next story is going to be, which does make it very captivating. Also like the Purdue head coach, like how about like stop whining, buddy. Like enough. Right, final score like, seventy one oh. nothing. By the way, yeah, like I mean, like that. really, like just like I, I don't know, man. Um, I guess like my, my last thing for. Do you have a? Do you have the Colorado game as part of lock? A part of a no? We should, I have it to talk about. I have it as like something I okay. was going to go into, but we can do it right now. You want to do it right now? Well, I just I'll just say that as like a Giants fan, I I saw like he who shall not be named. I saw that name written Pat Shermer, <laughs> and I like started like Voldepat. Right. Like I started like convulsing. Like I was really hoping I could live the rest of my life without having to see the name Pat Schirmer again. And now he's going to be calling the place for Colorado. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on there. I'm willing to give Prime the benefit of the doubt. Maybe I shouldn't. I I, I don't know. If you want to, we could do well, it in the locker room. We can do it now if you'd game. like. Yeah, we well, we could just do that just for people who didn't see this news. It was very widely shared today, and I was really curious how the market was going to react to it because it's interesting. So Sean Lewis who uh, was the head coach of Kent State, ran like a lightning fast, I called Flash Fast was the name of the offense he tried to run there and didn't like worked, but like took this job as the OC at Colorado and like, okay, like he's got Shadur Sanders, we got these weapons, like, are they going to do the same thing? And they were like, you know, playing like Shadur would drop back a ton. They would run a lot of quick passing plays, except that like this past, obviously like they've <laughs> fallen on harder times. They've lost a bunch of games. And this past week, Sanders got hit like an obscene number of times running this offense um, because Colorado's offensive line is not very good and teams bring pressure and there's like no, there's like 
the protection's a little suspect and Sanders getting hit a lot. And so Coach Prime, you know, Sanders' dad got sacked seven times in the game. Tyler writes in the chat. The hits, I think, were many more than that. But it does it's, you know, you get the idea. He's under pressure a lot. Probably probably took a lot of hits. Oh, by the way, he's like a first-round potential quarterback. And his dad is the coach. And so, like, okay, this might be partly, like, we need to make the team better. Also, it might partly be like, hey, let's run an offense where, like, my son, who's about to be a first-round pick, isn't going to, like, break his knees, like, every single time he drops back. Like, let's do that. So... Lewis has essentially, he hasn't been fired, but he's been like relegated to other responsibilities. And Pat Shermer, who was like not officially on the coaching staff, has to be like, there's like this red tape that has to, he has to be like hired and then he's given the offensive coordinator job and he's going to call the plays and Lewis is going to like signal them in. Like you think about like the quarterback with the sign on the sidelines or something with like the picture of, you know, like Dave Portnoy or something. <laughs> it's like, that's like, that's what it's going to be. Like that's apparently what Sean Lewis is going to do. So you, you read all this and you just go, well, first of all, this kind of sounds like a mess. And it's kind of sounds like Colorado's trying to like hard shift gears in the middle of a season, like to do what? Okay. Like, are they going to get blown out? Are they going to score as much? Like, are their games going to be as high scoring, even if they don't score as much? And the offense is kind of run around a little bit. It's just really interesting. Like, you you hear that. Like, what does that make you want to bet? Or are you like, it's not a big deal, and maybe they'll play better. Like, maybe they'll do that. So I didn't know, like, how the market was necessarily going to interpret it. The, uh, the market for this week's game was Oregon State, like, 12 and a half, 13, and the total was, like, 62. And there really hasn't been, like, a ton of movement. Oregon State got bet out, like, a half point in a couple places and the under got bet a half point in like a, but these are the, you could, you, these are so small. You don't even want to tie them to that story. It could literally just be like somebody bet the under or somebody bet Oregon state. There's like nothing that's happened in the market with this story, but you almost feel like are, are there smart people out there who have figured out that there should be a bet based on this? Like, what is that bet? Or like, how do you interpret this? I don't have a bet in the, I just think it's like a really interesting setup. Like, what do you get from Colorado home game? against like a team that can score a ton, but allows a lot of points, hasn't been great on the road. Like could be a really fun game, except now like a new offensive coordinator who's like not even on the staff and is now calling plays and like what's going on. So it, I feel like it could go in a lot of different directions. Well, as a Giants fan, I'll give you the winning bet in this game. Colorado team total under. You better right. you bet with Nick well, Ken, phenomenal football Friday. Oh, Shermer. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yes. just like, yeah, bet against, bet against Pat Shermer. It was a, a valuable proposition when he was the coach of the Giants. All right, it's officially time now to board the locomotive. Ken Barkley's entire college football card locked to stay five for week 10 in the great sport. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. <laughs> Crowd. But for Nick and Ken, college football only sounds like one thing. Oh, yeah. Day five of Lochmas. It's almost time. You're going to have to race through these picks because we spent a lot of time talking about all the nonsense in college yeah, football. But we will get to all of it. Ken's entire college football card coming up in moments. But first, we dance.
college football card for this weekend? Oh, we'll be good. Don't worry. I got it. Uh, we'll start Nebraska, Michigan State. I think, I think Nebraska might be kind of on to something here. I ended up putting a little bit of money on them against Purdue last week. At just like the, the number was doing kind of tricky, weird things. And I was like, I think I like Nebraska in this game. And they covered and they're, they might be on to something. And they're still only three against Michigan State. He seems likely to go to three and a half. Uh, I bet three on Nebraska, just like a play on them throughout the second half of the season. Matt Rule will be like, I'll be curious to see how much their win total over gets bet going into year two with him, especially if they close the season really well. Uh, Oklahoma obviously like loses to Kansas last week and like all in in the game, have a chance, really like a bizarre, not a bizarre finish, just like a, with like a really crazy game and come off that and, uh, and here's Oklahoma State in the last bedlam ever hosting the game and you're getting points and I'm just going to take them because the, the market's like you might be like, oh, man, like last bedlam Oak State, like obviously like th they want to win the game anyway. It's not about it being the last one, but just like how's the market moving on this? The answer is toward Oklahoma. And like, I, OK, now I'm good. Now I'm really good to play. This was waiting for at least six was hoping for seven. If you want to try to wait. Great. Seven's like key number in college football. Oak State plus six. Good enough for me. What's home field worth in this game? Like 75 points the way this is going to play out. Um, like that you're getting Oklahoma off that game. Just like the number the most. Uh, there is a game taking place with like the lowest total in college football history. I actually, I should have checked if it got bet down like even more. Uh, 30 in a couple places now with the, uh, with the old Iowa Northwestern game. 30 in a couple places. My philosophy on this game is pretty straightforward. If there's going to be a college football game with a total of 30, and one team is going to be favored by more than a field goal, and we're going to be playing at a neutral site, then I would like to take the points. And maybe I am an idiot, and maybe that is the most simplistic analysis ever. Also, Northwestern's actually shown you something a bunch so far this year. Like, cool, Iowa can win 10-3. And like, you know what? I probably still made a really good bet, honestly. Uh, I I just have to, like, it's 30. Like, I'm going to take five, sorry. Like, I, Iowa can win by all kinds of stupid final scores. So Northwestern, there's another bet. Uh, a couple big favorites, actually, that I like. Uh, Cal and USC played a crazy game. Cal's played a couple crazy games so far this year, really high scoring. Uh, I think Oregon's set up for, like, a, a pretty monster performance here. And I kind of, I thought the number would be a little more. My guess is, like, Cal-USC last week kind of made this projection a little less because Cal showed up big. But I think there's a big difference in Oregon's hosting the game. 24 with the Ducks. Lay it is my advice. Uh, Michigan, we already talked about them. Like I'm playing 32 and a half against Purdue. Uh, the like Michigan run up the score angle might sound really stupid. Also, it's not baked into the market whatsoever, which I like. Like if everyone was betting Michigan and this was 37, then like, okay, I kind of get it, but no one's betting it. And I think if they're up, like ask yourself this, if they're up 27, 28 late in the game and they have an opportunity to score or like put, take the foot off the pedal, what do you think he's doing? What do you think he's doing? And maybe he doesn't get to that. Maybe they win 13-3. I don't know. Just seems like kind of like an extra edge that you get up three, four touchdowns in the game. Michigan's kind of a run up the score team anyway. Uh, lay it with them, my advice. I like Georgia against Missouri, and Missouri's been awesome this year. This is like a this is a matchup of like the second-ranked team and the 12th-ranked team, which is crazy when you look at Missouri. So far this year, just big step up in class. Georgia had their kind of trip ups earlier in the year, but we saw this last year. They kind of turn into something different. Georgia laying points like them also. Uh, and then a couple more. Boston College is a straight over team forever. Go over in almost every game that they play. They catch Syracuse off the most brutal schedule run I've ever seen. I think Syracuse gives you a way better performance at Florida State, at North Carolina, at Blacksburg in a night game. That's the last three Syracuse games. Now it's home BC and you get less than a field goal. Yep. Uh, Syracuse two and a half and the over 
Uh, those are probably my two favorite bets. Can't wait for it to be 13-10 Boston College. Like those two. Uh, and then I'm with Sam. Last bet, I like the over in Washington, USC. It's impossibly high, and I don't I don't care. There's an impossibly high joke to make there with California, too, probably at some point. So I like the over in that game as well. That's the last one. And if you're going to make that joke, then we would encourage you to bet Nottingham Forest this weekend. You know the trees. The trick. And that's trees. the locomotive. Well, yeah, well, the, uh, this, this is a nice, this is a nice little way to, nice alley oop there to end the segment. Uh, that's the locomotive, Ken's entire college football card for the weekend. On the other side, we get the best prop bets coming up for week nine in the NFL with our stadium teammate, our pal, Brad Evans. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network.